previously on the Simply Human podcast. It's just a tough concept to, you know, to let go of and think, well, there are ways that I can train now that um, involve far less pain and suffering and, and get me where I want to be with, with half the work and without the downtime from injury or illness. It's episode 101 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of the great Kate Galliette. Then it's another moderately funny edition. No, it's a funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment. I think we can upgrade from moderately funny to funny on this one. On this I'm one. just not sure we can make the leap from funny to hilarious. Or we'll to the all-time funniest. It, huh. The Humans Being Human segment. Although, we, I have to say this. Everyone I've played for is <laughs> very tickled by it. Yes. So I, I, I have a lot of hope for this. But, man, I, I thought... Uh, the uh, 1920s boxing trainer guy was going to be gangbusters, and that just right. threw a bunch of crickets. So. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk about it in one second. We prank call my dad, yes. uh, which is human being human, and we'll wrap up with our simply human tip. Wait, how are you, Rick? Hey, remember when we used to have Kate on like uh, thousands of episodes ago, and you would call it's Kate Jellier, and I she was yeah. like, "Oh, that's not funny. That's not yeah." Funny. There are a few. There are a few things. Uh, we had to bleep Kate on this one. She gets so fired oh, yeah. up. That was exciting. By the way, it was one time, uh, not to pull the curtain back too much, uh, but like one time we were talking to her before we recorded on Skype, and she let loose a, a very sailor-like word, and I was like, oh, well then, yeah. someone else who talks like a drunken sailor anytime <laughs> anyone's talking to them. So she and I are kindred spirits. Uh, there you she's go. probably not quite as salty as I am, but there we go. <laughs> so um, one thing I wanted to mention very quickly here at the top of the show I, if you look at the show notes, which I know Rick doesn't look at the show notes. Do not. I do um, not look at them at all. I put... I live the show notes, Mark. Right. I put in there, uh, we talked to Kate Galliette, and then I put in parentheses the time code of where that segment starts. Then I'll say humans being human with such and such, such, and then I'll put in the time code or the simply human tip of the week. Same thing, time code. I go to the trouble of doing that so that if you don't want to hear about whatever it is that we're doing, humans being human, you can just go straight to the segment. So if you're tempted to go up to the top of your grandmother's closet and get down the typewriter and write like a sternly worded, like 2,000 word email about how our show is totally useless except for this segment or this show sucks and you should do it this way, well, feel free to fast forward and consume the show how you'd like to. Also, you you or said, you can create or you can start your own podcast. It's really super easy. Well, you said pull down the typewriter and send an email. Is that? Oh, uh, I guess it's uh, it's it's a j- inside joke that you would probably understand, but someone, never mind. <laughs> joke yes. has fallen flat. Right. Maybe I'll get an email from uh, somebody about how my joke was terrible. <laughs> so yeah, uh, read into that what you will. All right, Rick. I don't. That's a very vague statement. Halloween talk. Huh, well. It is the week after Halloween. We uh, we didn't talk about it on the October twenty eighth show. Uh, he- here's some quickly some Halloween thoughts, and then we and then you can we can tell Halloween stories. So the elementary school that my oldest daughter attends has a fall festival. It's usually right around Halloween time. All the kids dress up in their costumes. They get candy. Yes. That's like a week before Halloween. The week yes. of. Yes. Then they have. Then they have. Uh, you know, like the trunk or treat. We didn't do that this year, but you have those where you have like a trunk or treat, like at your church or at a community center or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Then you have actual trick or treating. Like, when did Halloween stop being a one day thing? Like, Halloween is like well, a, a week long ridiculousness. I think the, the, the trunk or treating really should be reserved for like kids that are five and younger who are kind of too little to do the door to door thing i think personally yeah because we used to take when when uh our kids were real real little like you know three and not one like we would take them to the church uh for the trunk or treat but now that they're seven and four they go they do the door to door but that's about all we do so they don't have like let's see like my preschooler had they had like a halloween party where they got cupcakes and candy then they have the other you know like we had this other thing we went to that it's like it's just i remember like when i was a kid you went trick-or-treating on halloween and that was it Mm. I, do I sound like a crotchety old man? Yep. On this? Was it up, up, up uphill <laughs> in the snow both ways? What were your boys? What were your boys this year? What did you? I didn't. Uh, well, it's funny. My wife will. My wife is a very, very uh, beautiful, practical person. person. Oh, oh, right, practical. Many things, but uh, she will buy Halloween costumes in the, the year summer <laughs> because they're like way cheaper. Right. 
and she'll buy like anticipating kind of what they're going to be into. And so this year she ended up finding uh, a Hulk costume, mm-hmm. a Darth Vader costume, Ooh. a uh, a Stormtrooper costume, and I think a Spider Man costume. Well, but you only have two children. I don't understand. Right. I don't know why she buys four of them if you're getting them half price, but she, you buy two. She ends up spending like the same amount. Money down the toilet. Not really well blown out. But anyways. Uh, my youngest one, uh, my, my oldest one went as a stormtrooper. Cool. And the youngest one went as... Uh, Princess Leia. As Hulk Vader. No the way! The Hulk Vader costume with the Hulk mask. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and he's just really patently unreasonable, and so you can't tell him, like, no, that, that doesn't go with this. Why don't you use this? Or he doesn't why? care. You just pretty much have to go, okay, you know, what? whatever you want. Right. If that will prevent you from going bananas, then that's fine. Yeah, so I try, I try he to, went as Hulk Vader. That's awesome. I try to tell my four-year-old, like, hey, polka dots don't go with stripes, and she just doesn't care. Hmm. Um, my, my girls, of course, were Anna and Elsa. Big uh-huh. surprise. And my son, ironically enough, was terrified of his Superman costume so he was just—he was nothing. He would not. He's just baby. He would not put it on. He's two. You would think, like he, I got him a Superman costume. Had like the muscle, like the little plastic muscles things, and with the hmm. cape and the whole thing. Maybe he could have. Uh, you could have just taken him out without a shirt on and been like, "Hey, it's Minnie Mark doing shirtless deadlifts <laughs> in the, in the drive." Well, at the—that's a great idea. At the elementary school fall festival thing, I—I I saw someone dress up. One of the I don't know second or third graders. He was Robin. Why okay. would you be Robin? Why wouldn't you be Batman? Like, why would you be the... I feel like there's a certain amount of uh, bravery in going as Robin. You uh, understand your limitations. <laughs> you know that, hey, I'm not uh, I'm not strong enough to be a lead character here. <laughs> I can only act in support. But, uh, you know, there's courageousness in knowing yeah. your limitations and not extending yourself too far. You don't think his parents, like, he was like, I want to be Batman. And his dad was like, well, maybe you, maybe you should be Robin. <laughs> You're not really the <laughs> Batman type here. <laughs> I got you the Robin. Maurice, uh, <laughs> listen, Batman's a real strong type A, and you're, you know, kind of a, a disappointment. <laughs> what What are some other side characters that would be kind of head scratchers, like, I don't know, Ace and Gary or something? No. Not I have a- some friends that went as Ace and Gary <laughs> a few years ago. What What is the best Halloween costume that you ever had? Uh, see, I went one year as Alice Cooper. Okay. That's which good. was a little, and I was like in the third grade or something <laughs> like that. And so everyone's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Alice Cooper. And they're like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, it's a rock and roll star. It's my <laughs> makeup. And, 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 they've already, cool. and they've already walked off. Yeah. To go do uh, something else. You know, I don't really actually recall too many uh, Halloween costumes. I've always thought Halloween was just kind of a, meh. Yeah. Like I never, like as a little, little kid, of course, candy. because you're getting candy, you know, at the wazoo. But I never got super much into the dressing up one year i went as a uh, as a caveman when i was like in sixth grade i think seventh cool. grade and that was uh that's really the most memorable okay. one i guess well i have i have a couple of halloween costume ish things uh when like fourth grade alf was big if you remember the the sitcom, i do alf. i have an encyclopedic knowledge okay. on the television series alf okay so we there was a at the elementary school who went as willie tanner <laughs> ah the dad right yeah yes. there you go so proving that i, I love I, I had a little alf uh stuffed animal but i my mom made me an alf costume really like out of like she went how got, did that well how did that go well just listen so she went and got fabric and it was it was good enough to get me into the finals at the school like costume competition okay really i was in the finals with the store-bought alf hmm. costume Ooh, i think you're screwed pal and i lost yeah, oh, no kidding. And I was, it was devastated. Like, like I there feel was, like to get into like a costume contest, you have to have something homemade. You can't creative. have just gotten yeah, it out of a package. Exactly. That's why I was devastated. Um, there was another time. I somehow it's kind of a long story, but I used to hang out with T Boone Pickens' grandson. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Add that to the montage. Yeah, exactly. So we were the same age, and we. So of course he had like. A closet just for Halloween costumes, if you can imagine. Tebin Pickens, surely everyone knows who that is. He's a multi-billionaire oil and gas guy uh, down in down in this area. But you know, so I went over to his house. I think everyone knows who T Boone Pickens is. Yeah, sure, sure, right, surely, surely everyone in America does. Yeah. I mean, maybe not like our you know Australian European, listeners, yeah. by the way. 
Good day, Mike. So, so basically, I walk into the Halloween closet that you know he's got like a Halloween closet. He, he, you know, he was he had he had pretty much anything he wanted. And I can imagine. So I pick the astronaut costume. And that I don't remember. It this. was actually a real uh, <laughs> astronaut suit from Apollo. 13. It was John Glenn's yeah. actual costume. <laughs> it just says John Glenn on the name tape. Like, oh, it's, it's John's. It's Uncle yeah. John's. Yeah, it's a good dude. So, but I don't remember much from that. I, I I remember the costume, but what my dad always talks about is that that Halloween I had the helmet on. I couldn't see. It was like wearing bl- like the the blinders you wear for like basketball practice to like make so you can't look down. And I, my dad said that they were just in hysterics the whole night because every curb I would walk over, I would just face plant and just completely splatter on the sidewalk. But I would just get right up and like, I don't even remember that. But that's like one of my hmm. dad's like most favorite memories. And speaking of my dad, that was good Halloween yes. talk. Um, we, we spent the better part, and we talked about it briefly a couple weeks ago. We spent the better part of a month. Prank well, hang on. Let's him. Just, let's let's explain the whole thing when we intro it in the hot dog segment. Well, so if you don't, yeah, if you want to maybe listen to this first, if you want to go to the time code that I put in the show notes where this starts. It, I'm so proud of this segment. Um, okay. All right. So let's get to the interview with Kate because uh, she has a lot of really cool stuff. We talked about uh, neural control and stuff. So we talked to her. Actually, before we do that, go to the website. Simply Human yes, Lifestyle. Yes, yes, Go to these things. Yeah, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. If you go to the store tab, I have some new uh, some, some new like products if you want services, I guess you would say. PayPal really? buttons for a 30-minute consult for $50. I have like a an, an hour. Good luck finding someone at like a gym to do that, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And I also have something for like it's a it's a I think it's $150 for a month worth of programming and you know uh, an, a total of two hours of consults, whether it's via text or uh, you know Skype or whatever it is you want. I'm doing one tonight actually. Um, so a, a few more options for people if they want to go on. We still have the resets. All that stuff is all there on the store page, uh, and I put that kind of closer to the to the front. Of the list, so uh, so check that out. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we're almost to two thousand likes, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, we are. Um, Instagram, Periscope, Twitter at simplyhuman52. You know the rest. Email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So let's get to our interview with Kate. We talked to her about neural control, things you can do to increase your neural control. A terrible Chuck Norris joke, mobility trick tricks, <laughs> and Rick does. Some demonstrations. Here's Kate. <laughs> Kate Galliet, uh, as what we, I don't even know, like third wheel is kind of a negative term. I don't want to use the third wheel. You were like the third, like, leg of the tripod. And that's also kind of a weird. Third leg You're... of the pants, and I was a little unnerved by that picture yeah. of all of us being inside a pant leg together, right. walking around. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I will be a tripod. That's fun. There you go. We're... You're like the fifth beetle, Clarence, the fifth beetle. There you go. I'm not that old, you guys. Can we? Yeah, I'm not that old. Rick's the oldest, Thanks. I think. Um, yep, exactly. All right. Well, Kate Galliott joins us, and we have something really cool we're going to talk about with Kate um, <clears throat> or Clarence, however you want to call her, and it is the <laughs> sub- subject of neural control. So yes! why don't so we? Excited. Why don't we just? What is that, Kate? Yeah, let's dive into that. So I was like pitching you hard trying to tell you that you were mm. gonna be mo- the most first mainstream people to talk about this. Full, full disclosure, there are people talking about neural control already and it's not new. It's been around a long time, but it's starting to finally get its much deserved kind of moment in the spotlight to help people move and feel better. But for real, I'm not hearing tons of podcasters talk about it yet. Um, and so we're going to take this show on the road, guys. We are. Uh, or to or Utah. just here. We're just going to take the show here. Um, the, either way. To the internet. Um, okay. So let's dive in. First with kind of a, what it's not and then what it is. So neural control is definitely not standing on a unstable surface balance device kind of tool to practice your quote unquote, I'm doing the air quotes, balance or stability. It's not that. Okay. So we're going to just th- move that off the table. Throw that out. Right. Throw that out. With That's a no good. baby okay. with the bath water, the whole thing. I didn't say that or anything <laughs> about babies. Their babies are nice, they are sort nice. of. They're kind of. <laughs> okay. Yeah, nice. they're real nice. <laughs> okay, so neural control is really your brain and nervous system 
talking to your body and sending the signal back and forth. So when you don't have really good neural control, you actually don't do as good a job as a mover because your brain doesn't use everything that's available to it through the soft tissue and muscular uh, components of your body. And this is, oh God, it's so great that this is finally getting some attention. I've been teaching this for years with my clients and we're finally getting some better understanding around the science of it and kind of what we think it means. Although remember guys, like foam rolling, like some strength stuff, like neural control, we're not sometimes totally sure how this stuff works because like there's a lot of the human body that we still don't really understand. And we're kind of like, well, this seems like a good theory. And then we learn a bit more as the decades go on and we go, oh, that's actually like foam rolling. 10 years ago, we thought foam rolling worked because it was like mashing your tissue and like breaking up knots, whatever that means. Right. But now we know like that's actually not true, but something's happening. Like something is something changing. Something positive was going on. Right. Exactly. And that's really, that's all that matters. I love, uh, yes. I leave it to the scientists to keep discovering more things. But yes, that is simply human. It's like the, the, if the, placebo effect works if you taking a sugar pill gets rid of your headache take a sugar pill if it, yeah, if, if it works yeah, yeah. I, you know i do exactly it's yeah. i don't really care why it's doing what it's doing right. i need to know that as a coach so i can know how to use it but i don't need to spend time boring you with that so yes. let's not bore each other with that nice so with neural control what's happening is you're actually making your nervous system more connected to the area that you're working and this is a really helpful tool for improving your mobility and actually having it be long lasting. So, you know how when Rick goes to yoga class like every day at lunchtime and right. does warrior <laughs> two for like an hour? Mm -hmm. I okay. know. He sends so, me pictures every day in that stance. That's totally. usually the picture I send you, Mark, or me doing upward dog. <laughs> <laughs> With no shirt on. So that can be really helpful. However, when you're doing a lot of passive stretching, thinking that it's going to make a difference or doing even not maybe not passive stretching you know to do like active stretching before a workout where you're moving through the range of motion with both of those they help to a point but what's happening is your brain isn't getting the entire system connected to maintain and improve further upon that so I'll give you an example so let's say we go to yoga class and we do some forward folding where we're trying to touch our toes and stretch our hamstrings and calves and all that good stuff that is passive stretching, right? So we're right. just holding that position and we're kind of just under the nature of time and tension telling our hamstrings, hey, like get longer, yeah. like Be improve this long. length, yeah. tension relationship and move closer to your genetically predetermined potential of flexibility. The problem with that is that your brain didn't okay that. And then your brain trumps everything except for Mark, which we don't know where his brain is, but nonetheless. I, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. This, oh, see, this is good. Um, <laughs> the brain didn't okay that. And if there's a reason that your body is not allowing you to have hamstring flexibility uh, or like length or stretchiness, for example, like if your pelvis isn't really supported very well because your torso muscles aren't super strong and connected, um, your hamstrings could be providing the pelvic stability that your torso muscles should have been providing. And your brain knows that. And if that's the case, and your brain gets a signal like, whoa, 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 why did the hamstring just get a millimeter longer? Hey, you guys, lock that down. That's not supposed to be that Yeah, way. because we're using those hamstrings to, to keep the pelvis in, in Right, line. and your brain's like, you're being an idiot. I'm using those hamstrings. Could you not like take Ooh. my hamstrings and use them for your own gains? Whereas if we actually connect our brain to the, the mobility drill as we're doing it, and we'll go through a couple examples of that, um, if you actually connect your brain to that, your brain can go, ah, I see that we're trying to create some movement here and I can see that I am participating in making it like longer or like more close to its proper length tension relationship uh, or more flexed or whatever it's doing. It then is on board and your so nervous then, system and brain and body all can work together then to go, ah, we yeah. see what's happening here and we allow it. So the and brain, yeah, the brain can like sort of let the hamstrings go, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, and remember too, like, Muscle and soft tissue and fascia all needs to be uh, to be really optimal. It, you're looking to get towards your most genetically predetermined range of motion with any joint. And of course, it's going to be different for everybody. And of course, your joint mechanics are different. But within the context of what's ideal or optimal for what you can do, we need to do things like get all of the tissue pointing in the same direction. So like if your hamstrings are, I don't know, you sit in the car all day. I know, I know, Rick, don't you still sit in the car a whole bunch? Yes, I do. Yeah, so if you're sitting in the car all day, maybe like instead of the uh, muscle tissue of your hamstring running in a nice, like straight, smooth, 
uh, parallel direction, maybe some parts of that tissue are a little bit like twisted in a different direction or not quite all facing the same direction. That we hmm. think that might be what scar tissue is. Like we're still exploring like what the heck is scar tissue and what makes it develop and why is that developing? And one of the cool theories that's out there is like it's just soft tissue that isn't really lined up in the proper length tension relationship between the two muscles, uh, the two bones that it's attached to. So if your hamstring is supposed to be running from your pelvis to your knee, but it's kind of taking a little side tour to like turn left and then turn right and then turn on a diagonal and then continue up to your pelvis. Well, that's not really helpful. And that's going to impinge on your ability to stretch the hamstrings to whatever capacity you want to stretch them. When we teach it neural control, your brain starts to get involved and go, ah, I see that we're providing a stimulus to make the pelvis and the knee go farther away from each other and thus make the hamstring go longer too since it's attached to those. And so in doing that, it can go, oh, okay, well, let's, if we straighten out some of these fibers here, make them run in parallel position, and we start to actually connect the nervous system to this part of the body, you actually start to see mobility improve. And it's how I can see short and long-term changes in a person's mobility um, with really simple drills. So in a nutshell, that's neural control. And then let's do questions if you've got them now and then dive into yeah. maybe some drills. I have a, I have one quick question. So like, yeah. is this sort of the same thing? I know like in the bodybuilder world, one of the main things is trying to, like for each muscle, you have certain number of neurons within each muscle. And a lot of times it's not so much making, like making the muscle itself bigger but it's making sure you're using the most amount of neurons that you possibly Ah. can and then if you do that now you're going to make the muscle bigger it's like the the adrenaline like the grandmother that can pick the car off it's not so much that she all of a sudden just grew a bunch of muscle like the hulk all of a sudden now because of the adrenaline she's able to access 100 percent of the neurons most of the time like if you're just in there working out just kind of like mindlessly you're only working like maybe 30 to 50 percent of the neurons within the each muscle that you're working is that sort of the same thing here you're talking about neural drive and that falls in the same category so neural drive is really like you telling more of your brain your body telling more of the muscle fibers in that one area to to fire, to do their job. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It doesn't necessarily have to make your muscle bigger in the case of a bodybuilder, but it can, and bodybuilders do use that. So neural drive is as simple as um, if you get on the floor right now to do a push-up, doing whatever way you do it, whether it's on your knees or on your toes or on a countertop, do a normal push-up, and then do another one. But as you do it, imagine your hands are going to spread the floor apart as you do so. Do I hear Rick getting on the floor to try Yeah, that, I'm, I'm going to actually try this because that's kind of what I do. Uh, so yeah, so do a normal like push-up. Like, okay, hang on. Let me get down on the floor Yeah, here. like if there was a crack in between your hands, push the crack apart through, and that your hands shouldn't move away from each other, but you'll act as if. That's something my coaching clients hear me say a lot. Act as if you're pushing the floor apart and make okay. your brain focus on that. Like the act of pushing my hands apart. Yep, and as you do that, you should start to feel more tension in the muscles that you're working, namely like pecs, deltoids, and triceps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So since you're already on the floor, let's do another one. Cool? Okay. Okay, Um, and I actually am going to give you guys, as we like to do, a video to share with the audience because sometimes the um, auditory learners amongst us do well, but the kinesthetic and visual learners don't do as well. How, how fancy did I sound saying kinesthetic? That was very fancy, yes. I I had a stroke when you said that. (laughs) <laughs> Shut up, idiot. Okay, so we're going to sit on the floor. <laughs> Pay attention, class. We're going to sit on the floor, um, like the, like I always say, the old school um, cheerleader style, where like they would sit with their feet kind of um, knees bent, and one foot is close to one knee, and then the back leg kind of has the knee bent and pointing back away from it. Does everybody remember how the old cheerleaders sit? Not really. I don't know anything about cheerleaders. Um, okay, I never so dated let's, them. Let's walk through it. Sit on the floor with your legs in front of you, um, like if you're going to do a hamstring stretch. Okay. Okay, so we've done that. Both legs are in front of you, right? Right. Cool. Take your right leg, bend it, and bring it around behind you like an old school hurdler stretch. Oh, okay. Okay. The hurdler Ow. folks, is where the, hang on, is where the, the knee is bent, and we actually don't sit this way too much anymore because knee torque and all that kind of stuff, but it's where the right leg that you just moved is bent. And the foot is close to your butt now, so you're kind of bent yes. up like that. Now, take that leg, that right leg, and make mm-hmm. the knee go further back so it ends up in line with your hip. Oh, good God. I just heard Rick's hip pop out of socket. God, call 911. <laughs> now, take that back, 
foot where the ankle is and push yeah. it out away from your butt a bit so that your knee makes pretty much a right angle. Okay. And anybody better. who's trying this with us, if you have really tight hips, you can sit on a pillow to start with this. Um, because I have the super point tight is not hips, to already so, yeah. be dying. So, like, if you need a pillow, sit on a pillow. That's totally fine. Or a yoga block. I have now, a gomden that I sit on. Uh, Shut up. It's a it's a, a meditation pillow. So, well, aren't you enlightened? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Namaste, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Namaste. Okay, so we need to go back to that front leg. Is your front leg still out in front of you? Kind of. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah kind of. Kind of start to bend it now so that it matches what the back leg looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. That's much better. Yeah, that's better, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Now, turn and we, there's a whole setup that could go into it before this, which I'll show you on the video, but this is just our, our practice and example of using neural drive to develop better neural control. So, you're going to turn and try to almost like face your back leg. You can be leaning away from it. That's fine. You don't have to be sitting upright. Okay. Okay. Now, from there, just kind of staying in that position, again, like we're not trying to kill ourselves, try to lift your back foot off the ground, foot and ankle. Try to lift. Knee stays on the ground, foot and uh, ankle come up. I wish, we, I wish I was like, we, I guess we could like video. We could turn the oh, video on totally so I could watch Rick. Totally yeah, could. it's not fun. So that was, that was, that's not moving, right? It's a little bit. I can get it off the ground a little bit, but that's about it. Okay, cool. So use that as your metric. Now what we're going to do is irradiate tension into our body to try to create stability throughout the body so that you can create mobility in the hip to lift that foot even higher or easier, okay? So okay. if it doesn't work, that's fine too. And it's just a jump off point. But everybody who tries this, this might work for you. So as we kind of get set pred up, normally we would do some stretching before this. Um, that'll be in the video, but we're going to dive right to this point. So you're going to face that back leg. And starting okay. in your belly, I want you to take a deep breath in and exhale, pushing the air down into your belly. Okay? And really start to brace your tummy really hard, like if uh, Mark was about to come sucker punch you. Okay? Mm. Really brace your <laughs> tummy hard. All right, now start to create tension in your chest muscles and in your arms all the way down to your fingers as you really push into the floor really hard, okay? And you're creating tons of tension. If I came over, there's no way I could knock you over. Start to put tension into your front leg, really flexing it as hard as you can. Flex your calf, flex your ankle, flex your foot. Start to flex your thigh on the back leg, the one that you're facing. And with all of that tension, now lift the back foot up off the ground. See if it feels any different. Feels a little bit easier. Okay, cool. Possibly. So with, and, that's, and truly, that's like without setup and prep or anything like that. But what we did was use irradiation or really like full body tension to create mobility somewhere else in your body. Because you guys got to remember to have like mobility somewhere in your body, you have to have stability somewhere else. Your body can't be 100% fully mobile because it won't be stable and it'll try to lock everything down to protect that. So in this case, we made the rest of your body really stable and the brain was like, cool, we've got some stability there. Now, whatever's like trying to be moved here, we've got resources to allow that to happen because we're in a safer place. And that's really what neural drive and neural control is partially about. The second part of it is using external cues to help you do a movement better. So this is like when I did the hips episode with you guys, we did some lunging. And I talked about forward reaching lunges where you'd reach and stretch and then push off the ground and stand up. By saying push off the ground, you're using an external cue or push the floor away to do the movement that we want to happen and send more brain connectivity to your butt. Compare it next time you try a lunge. Do a regular lunge or the forward reaching lunge that I showed on the video um, several months ago. And do it regularly, just not really thinking, just counting reps. And then do it again and think of pushing the floor away so hard that the floor actually goes down three inches when you push off it. Of course it won't. But in thinking about that... Unless you're you Chuck send, Norris. Yeah, exactly. You, can you send move. your neural drive to the glute and to the leg and you get more muscle fibers working out of that. And when we have more muscle fibers working and we have your brain connecting to the stretch reflex in a better way, it can then allow the neural control to happen and create that mobility. So let's try one more to um, teach, like to get some transient mobility. Full disclosure, listeners and you guys, anybody who does these mobility tricks where like instantly somebody's mobility changes, like that's a trick and that's all it is. So the nervous system is easily confused. And if we, we could like tap your ear and all of a sudden you would stretch into your hamstring stretch better because we've distracted your nervous system. So while we're going to do this, you might notice some improvement immediately in how you are flexible or bendable. 
but know that it's not permanent. You have to practice this regularly and tell your body that that's the signal you want it to have in order for it to stick around. And anybody who shows you a drill like this and is like, poof, see, you're fixed. They're lying. That's not how it works. So um, that's so. like someone, like the magician cutting the woman in half, but really she's not in half. Her legs are just pulled I, up. I can't, I can't talk what? about that. I can't talk you about that. You just blew my mind, Mark. You yeah, blew my mind. It's not, yeah, that's a trick. The woman actually okay. doesn't get cut. Okay. It's, 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 <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Um, we're going to do this one drill. It'll be for the upper body, okay? And if you're okay. listening, when it doesn't work for you this time, don't worry. You might just not be an auditory learner, in which case watch the video and you can try it again. So everybody knows that classic doorway stretch where we go into a doorway and we stretch our arms um, to, to open up our pecs, right? Our arms are bent and we have them on the sides of the doorway and then we lean through, right? Everybody's familiar with yes. that one. Yes. We're going to do that yes. by a wall since a doorway might be a little bit far away. So um, Rick, go by a wall if you can. Okay. I am by and a wall. The floor works too. Um, and put your, wall. put your right arm up on the wall. Okay. And then um, pretend like you're going to do that stretch. So you'll be standing sideways to the wall with your shoulder facing the wall, right? And your right. arm will be on the wall. And you're going to just brace the wall a bit so that you can lean forward and stretch your shoulder and your deltoid and maybe even your bicep a little bit. You feel that? Okay. Yes, I do. Cool. Okay. So we're going like to. My, hand is on the, my hand's on the wall like around ear level, right? To my head. And is your elbow bent? Uh, like a little bit. I mean, it doesn't yep. have to be, though. Yeah, keep it bent. Bent is good. Okay, got it. And do okay. you have your palm on the wall, or do you have the side yes. of your hand on the wall? Palm? My cool, palm. perfect. Awesome. Okay, so here's what we're going to do now. So he's been holding this stretch for a little bit. Are you feeling a stretch in your arm? Yes. Good, okay. So he's been holding that for a bit. So now, as you're feeling that stretch, don't move anything. Stay in that stretch. But what I'd like you to do is try to push the wall away from you. Again, you are not going to move. The wall is not going to move. But create tension and push the wall away. Continue doing it as I'm talking. We're going to hold that for a few seconds. Okay. Continue holding in that position. Now staying in that position, use the muscles on the back of your shoulder and your back and your arm to pull the arm away from the wall. Like uh, actually pull it back toward, off. Like towards me? Yep, you got it. Okay. Man, I wish we had a video of this. Hold that. <laughs> Guys, got to up your budget if that's going to happen. Know. <laughs> See, post a video okay. of Rick doing now, stretches in his underwear. Okay. Let's stretch and find the stretch and push the wall away again. Create that tension. Okay. Keep holding that. Keep creating tension. Okay. In that position, pull, squeezing the back of the arm, pull the arm off the wall. Try to get it to hover off the wall. Keep using the back of the shoulder and the back to pull that arm, you know, back towards you. Mm-hmm. And now put your arm on the wall and lean forward and see if you go farther into your stretch. I'm going way farther than I was before. Yay! That's so cool. So a little magic you trick worked on you. You fixed him. He's fixed. You're fixed, <laughs> Rick. Yeah. I just like... Uh, well, and seriously, that? though, I have like two horrible shoulders. And so... Yeah, he does. That's very, uh, very, uh, very useful. Okay, cool. So that's a starting point. So I would do that every day. Like just once a day would be great. Twice or three times better. Sure, yeah. But once a day at least. Because what you just did was tell your brain, hey, I feel this stretch. Okay, cool. We noticed that we noticed that length tension relationship. Then you did that isometric squeezing where you were pushing the wall away and then pulling away from the wall. So on either side of the joint that you were stretching, you were using those muscles. And your brain was like, oh, cool. I'm flexing. I'm holding in this position. Okay, this position seems safe since we're holding it up. Then when you relaxed into the stretch, it was allowed to go a bit farther. This will probably be gone in 20 minutes. If you were to do this again and try the same stretch, you'd be probably back to where you started. But if you do this day after day and you start to pair it with more movement of opening up the shoulders and getting mobility to them, your brain will start to learn like a language. Oh, Rick is using his shoulders in a new way. Hmm, we should probably learn to start adapting to this. And in time it will, just like it learned to adapt to sitting in a car for many hours a day, unfortunately. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, see, that's the other the other part about that is like <clears throat> you see like the old people, the those crazy old people that are hunched over and can't stand up straight. Yep. And this isn't exactly the same. Well, I guess it could be fall under the same neural umbrella. Is that your body is in that hunched over position so much that is what your brain thinks is the most important position. So it's going to reinforce that position as far as blood flow and and totally. joint mobility and all that. So eventually. All the tissues that you need to open up that thoracic spine get get no attention from the brain, and then you you very literally can't straighten up because you've you've told your brain 
over and over and over and over and over again that that is not a position that it ever needs to worry about. So why should it waste valuable resources reinforcing that position? Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's doing these drills like if somebody saw Rick doing that drill in the gym, they'd be like, that's right. easy. I can do that. But it's how you bring your attention to it and what you're focusing on improvement that makes the long lasting changes. And that's part of why like there are people who get the unbreakable body and are like, this is too easy. And I'm like, you're not doing it you're, right. Yeah. Show me how you're doing the drills that I have for you in the unbreakable body. And then they show me and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, if you just like slop through them and you're already an experienced exerciser, like you're not getting anything out of it. If you actually do the focus points I show you in the program, you're going to see some measurable improvement and really cement that foundation to be high quality movement patterns. And for folks who do want to learn more, like I have a couple articles on Fit for Real Life about this if you want to get your geek on and learn with me and read and even some more demos that like you can look at and try. Um, but the demos, I will tell you, in the, in the two neural control um, articles are challenging. So don't think you're going to get those on the first day. You want to just attempt and try. And it's in the like constant practice of things that eventually, like you're saying, Mark, that signal will become the dominant signal and your body will be like, oh yeah, that's how my shoulder is supposed to work. Um, in addition to those two things I was just talking about on Fit for Real Life, I for sure already am working on a video. Um, I'll have it to you guys soon so that it's ready for when this goes live um, because I think that will help those who aren't auditory learners to kind of get their hands around what we're talking about here too. Yes, huh. for sure. And then, you know, that goes the same, it's the same thing. I mean, like you said, like sitting all day, we just, you don't think of it like this, but I think... I can't remember who said it, but it's like we become ninjas at sitting. Like we are really good at sitting. So for sitting, all of our you know cardiovascular system, our our biomechanical system, man, we have really gotten the hang of that. We we know what we're doing. But the problem is that's really not the most beneficial position to be in uh, all the time. And so yeah, so you just got to retrain your your body to move like a human. It's exactly right. I mean, that's the language that you're teaching your body. And either the language is going to be one that makes you better and better as you get older or one that makes you worse and worse and worse. Whether you're 15 or you're 50, you still got to teach the language. So yeah. that's what we need to do so we move well. And what you said about like if Rick was doing that, that in like a gym, you know, you, people would look over and be like, well, I, you know, I was at the, uh, you know, we talked about the Jossa retreat. Um, and Jim Laird yeah. was there. Lucy Hendricks was there. I know Kate, you know, those guys. And yep. so they, you know, they took us through over, over a couple of days, we would like, they sort of reinforced their sort of core breathing warm up. Yeah. And over the last like month and a half, my warm ups have like, I would almost think I would be embarrassed to do them. And like a gym, I wouldn't be because like I wear orange glasses out in public at night. But like, <laughs> yeah, nothing embarrasses Mark. Rogers, yeah, but it's way. like I lay down on the ground and breathe for two minutes, and then I'm doing uh, I'm doing like these like bug rock, the dead bug things. stuff. Yeah, the I'm bug doing, yeah, and, like, and rock I, breathing and all that. And my hips I'm the same and knees. Way. I have, do all these drills in the gym. Um, some of the stuff I show you guys. And I'm at a climbing gym, so you see weird stuff to begin with because climbers are weird and they do weird things to train. But Still, people look and you're like, they're, you know that they're like, what the hell yeah, is that person nice. doing? She's an idiot. And yeah. I'm actually like, oh, actually, I'm not. And that's why, too, fun follow-up, that's why it's nobody's business to go talk to somebody at a gym and tell them they're doing something wrong because you're not that person. You have no idea why they might actually be doing what they're doing. Right. Um, and so don't make yourself look like an idiot by being the person who decides they need to tell someone that they're doing something wrong. You really have no idea. And, you know. It's just, we're all just doing our thing, right? Yeah, like, and, and, you know, I used to do all these this mobility stuff before I worked out. And now I'm all I'm doing is like breathing and like waking my core up. And my hips and knees haven't felt better in years right? when I'm doing work. Because your brain is actually connecting to, oh, he's using his torso differently. We don't have to lock down the hips anymore. We don't have to lock down the shoulders. Like right. that's what this basic stuff of breathing well, being able to control your joints, being able to control your mobility and then building strength on top of that, before you even get to the strength training, you're already getting so much stronger because your muscle fibers are learning to work properly. Your brain is connecting to more things and you're not holding stupid stuff like hip tightness that you didn't need to be holding in the first place because you're learning to breathe properly or stabilize your pelvis properly. Boom. Oh, sorry. Ah! Sorry, it's Rick. It's not hard. I just want people to get this. And Rick. it's why like, I like rampage about this stuff. Well, you've written a couple of cool articles that I've read that I'm going to link to in the show notes. Uh, and I may even just before the show comes out, I'll probably just like link to them on our Facebook page. Um, getting getting people ready uh, for... Oh, and coming up, Rick, on this show, man, I know we've talked about it in the beginning, but uh, the prank call is, is about to happen. I'm so excited. Um, 
But uh, yeah, this is awesome. I can't believe we're we're almost out of time. But uh, anything else you wanted to to sneak in? Uh, oh as yes. Far- By the way, you guys. Yes. Workshop schedule is ramping up for like early 2016 all the way through the year. I am like super expanding into like more live in person workshop stuff because awesome. Paleo FX was so much fun. Yes. Um and so. If you want me in your city, I need to know, and we need to talk about that because um, I can't do it without everybody who's listening. So if you want to do a day of becoming unbreakable and fit for real life and learning all of this mojo that I've taught my clients for the last 13 years, I need your help. So we want to hear from you guys. Well, not we. I do. I don't know if Mark wants to hear from you. He's kind of like that. But okay, so he does. He does. Hey. Um, So that's like uh, big on the horizon for me and Fit for Real Life in this next several months. So I hope that I can get to meet some of you out in public. Yeah, and however we can help spread the word and get get the word to our listeners as far as like, hey, go to this. Here's the instructions on how to reach out and with get your people with Kate's people and figure all that out and send me all that stuff and I'll put it in the show notes and I'll, I'll blast it out on Facebook and Twitter and all that. You're so kind. Thank you so much. Wow. Everybody, you're wonderful and you're doing great work. Keep up the hard work and don't be worried if this is something new for you it's just something really cool that'll make your training even better i know some people who are perfectionists are like oh great they just brought something new again well now i gotta start over but that won't be the case getting to the healthiest version of yourself is a process it is an evolution it is you will never arrive uh so that's why i always love like a new a new way to bring it around we just finished on the most philosophical note boom how about that man journey to your most evolved self will never end it's like playing golf. You'll never shoot an 18 over 18 holes. You Is might. 18 good? I don't know. <laughs> yes. That- Kim, apparently, like, uh, I guess when Kim Jong-il took up golf, his like, press secretary released that he uh, no shot way. an 18 or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. And I was like, okay, pal. Oh, he's such a liar. Okay, we're all going to die now. Kate, hang out for a second. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop the recording. Thank you, and we'll have you on again soon. Bye, guys. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Kate. Uh, Unbreakable Body, Fit for Real Life. We'll have all of her links. She's doing consults. She's uh, writing quite a bit on robwolf.com as well. Yeah, she's all over the place and she's greatness. So, well, we're very fortunate that she likes us and she will humble herself uh, to have a conversation with two morons. Yes, to to put it bluntly, I think that's correct. All right, set this up, Rick. Okay. Humans being human. So. Several months ago, I I mentioned this fairly frequently on the show, that the hardest segment of the show to fill is humans being human. And uh, (laughs) that's because I've run out of stories to tell. I'm not a total idiot anymore, so I don't really have great stories anymore. Mark's told all his stories. Uh, By the way, if you have a good story, email us. Email me at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Email mark at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com, and we'll discuss. uh, We're going to try to get with a listener, Colton, next week and and record one. Anywho... Uh, Christian that's Holton. the hardest segment to fill. What? What did you say? Christian Holton is his name. Oh, I think I screwed it up. Okay, Christian Holton. Oh, whatever. We're, we're having it with a guy. <laughs> you know, we'll have him on. We'll, I'll get his name right then. Anyways, uh, several. if you have listened to every one of our now 101 episodes, you will have heard, like, every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, let's, uh, instead of a funny story, let's do, like, a character bit. Well, that's always, none of them have gone over well at all. Uh and then once we did a prank call with Brad, with uh, Mark's brother Jeff, that I thought was pretty funny, but uh, I don't know. Well, I'm driving around one night, and I'm like, you know what would be funny is if we started calling Mark's dad, because if you've, you've listened to the show before, Mark's dad is a very funny guy, but he also has like a hair trigger temper. And I was like, well, if we call, if we start prank calling Mark's dad, we could get him to like go nuts for the show. Well, I'm start trying to think of a good idea. Well, we could call him and say that you know it's the library. It was overdue books from 20 years ago. We're gonna put a lien on his house. Which, by the way, uh, Mark, make a note of that. That would actually be a really good <laughs> one to do for your dad. Um, but uh, I was like, something as simple as calling and asking for the wrong person. And so I floated this idea to Mark like a few months ago, probably two or three. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah do that. And then. Uh, I floated it again, like uh, maybe about six weeks ago, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, we're, we don't have any to do. Let's let's try doing that." And, and the original idea yeah. was to do it just like a bunch of calls in one afternoon and really piss him off. But you can hear through how Mark pieced together the recordings to make the whole bit that we decide pretty early on. Hang on a second, 
this has a lot of potential. We could just do this for like months yeah. and months. I've listened. And just really drive him crazy. I've listened. It's about a twelve-minute segment. I've listened to it probably twenty times, and every time by the end of it, I'm crying. Well, laughing. I'm glad it ended when it did because I ran out of uh, voices <laughs> and things to say. <laughs> so I don't know. Basically, uh, to set it up, we keep calling Mark's dad Urban, and we just ask for a guy named Steve. Here it is. So proud of this. Check, check. You need to be on mute. Yes. Are you recording now? Hold on. This is Urban. Uh, yeah, can I talk to Steve, please? Must have the wrong number. Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. Sorry about that. Have a good afternoon. That's all right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Oh God! <laughs> Butterflies <laughs> in my stomach. I know. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Again. Still wrong. Uh, is this not Steve? Nope. Oh. God, I'm really, really sorry. Sorry for bothering you. That's okay. Bye. All right. Okay, okay. He just answers the phone. Okay, hang on, hang on. Still wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's working so far. Oh, man, I can tell we're on the right track. When he answers the phone, it doesn't even say, hello, or doesn't even ignore it, knowing that it's the wrong number. He just answers it, still wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, we're going to pause the We're going to stop the recording. Hi, this is Urban. I can't answer your uh, call right now, but if you'll okay, hang up. No message. No message. Message. It would be really funny if we drove him so insane with just the prospect of his phone ringing that eventually he answers it and it's, it's what? Just mad. what do you want? All right, so we ready to we ready to call him back? Yeah, yeah. But hey, if it goes to voicemail, just hang up. Okay. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for Stephen Johnson, please. Um, wrong number. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, have, have a good afternoon. Okay. Mm. God, it sounded like he was asleep. <laughs> Which is even funnier. <laughs> we woke him up. Why is he taking a nap on Tuesday afternoon? He should be at work. Should we call him okay. back one more time? No, 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 that no, 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 no. We, we, the way to play this is slowly but surely. And after like the 20th time that we call looking for Steven Johnson or Steve, he's going to freak out. It's okay. going to be awesome. This is call number four? This is uh, call number five. Fault number five, yeah. okay. Fault yeah, if you five. get voicemail, hang up. Don't leave any voicemails because no, you'll totally screw this up. There's, <laughs> there's no way he's not going to answer this phone call. Okay, here we go. It's 9-11, by the way, p.m. Hello? Uh, yeah, Steve there? No, this is not Steve's number. <laughs> is it not? What? No. I, I'm sorry. Let me, it, nah, I've got 972... Five two eight five. Is that right? Five two five eight. I'm really sorry. Have a good night, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The seed. The seed he's, is planted. He's mad. He's really mad, <laughs> and he's really trying not to act mad. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, we've really only talked to him four times. Yeah. The first call was, oh yeah, that's wrong number. Second call, if I may summarize, was. Wrong again. No, you got the wrong number. This isn't Steve's number. Nope. <laughs> we got to string this out. This is going to be a months long deal. So just so everyone can understand where we are. Today is Tuesday, September 29th. We called him twice today. And the first two calls were last Wednesday, September 23rd. So uh, I feel like maybe this should be dragged out all the way to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Okay, so real quick, I just got a text <laughs> as soon as we hung up. My mom, my mom texted me. Yeah, we just we just hung up from phone call number five, which is September 29th, made at like nine eleven yeah. p.m. And she writes, "Was that you?" And I wrote back in all caps, "Do not say anything." She wrote, "I didn't. I won't." He said, "Quote second time he's called me today." And I wrote, <laughs> "I wrote fourth time we've called." And then uh, I said, "I need you to be a ninja on this phone call thing." And she said, "That's the first he's mentioned it to me." I'm deleting each of these texts. So she's like into it, you know, like yeah. And she said, when he saw a private number, he said probably a wrong number. So he's Our not at, le- at least to, yeah, okay at least just, he's not saying so i'm gonna can, kill myself so we can lay this out right now our plan is to continue to do this 
indefinitely. Like this could be a six to eight month project <laughs> An hour where long. eventually he is going to explode <laughs> and be like, listen here, I don't know who Steve is, but I'm going to find him. I don't want to bring his face in. Uh, now it is Thursday, October 1st. It is 3.33 in the afternoon. This is call number six. I believe that's right. I believe it's six. Okay. Go ahead. Here we go. Hello? Oh, yeah. Can I talk to Steve, please? Y'all need to change this number. I've been, that's about the 10th time somebody's called for Steve. This is not his number. You switched phones with Steve? Not Steve. You're not Steve? No. Hey, tell him it's Julio. No, no, Steve. Tell him it's Julio. No, Ask no. him if, huh? No. No. <laughs> not Steve. You're not Steve? No. Did you, did you change phones with Steve? Nope. Nope. Right, Bye. All right, man. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we've got it right where we want him. Oh my god, I was like crying. Laughing. I knew that's why I told you to turn your volume oh, all the way down. Gosh. This is Tuesday, October thirteenth. It is three twenty-six in the afternoon. Uh, this is I can't remember what call oh, this is. I think call this is seven. number eight. This is number seven. Okay, I don't know. We had a weird connection. Let me try. Yeah, again. try him back again. Hi, this is Urban. I can't answer your uh, call right now, but Hang up. Hi, this is Urban. Hang up. I can't answer your uh, call. October thirteenth, and now it is eight twenty-three p.m. Uh, let's see if we can get a hold of him for the first time today. Hi, this is Urban. I can't answer your uh, call right now, but if you'll leave me. Okay. Let's just wait for another day for another phone call. So no, no more calls today? Yeah. Okay. I think he's trying out a new strategy, and that <laughs> Ignoring is... Ignoring us. Oh, well, just ignore him. All right. It is uh, Tuesday, October 20th at 2.52 p.m. Hello? Hi, Steve. This is uh, Chris Brown with uh, Charlie Brown Realty Group calling. Uh, I was wondering uh, if you thought about this selling This isn't your house Steve. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Steve? You what? This is not Steve, and this is not Steve's number, and I wish whoever keeps giving this number out as Steve would stop it. I've gotten a dozen calls for Steve. I, uh, I, I apologize. Uh, Steve, have a good afternoon. Sorry for bothering you. Thanks. Oh, oh man. man. We're on the precipice so of what him are having a complete break with reality. <laughs> Do we call right back or wait? No, 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 no. It is Tuesday, October 27th. It is 1.33 in the afternoon. Okay, here we go. Hi, this is Urban. Hang on. You want to try him again? All right, call him again. <laughs> Hi, this is Urban. <laughs> okay. Call right now, but it's really <laughs> Hang on. Now what he's doing is he's, he's hitting the button on his phone to, to make ignore a call to, to make it go automatically to voicemail. So I feel like we've got him right where he wanted. This is about 30 minutes after the last call. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to edit this, but I think we hypothesized after the we? last one. Uh, it went to voicemail really abruptly. So we think that he's seeing his phone and seeing the unknown number and going, it's those people asking for Steve again. It's, again. it's like making it go, mo making it go to his voicemail. So I feel like we're right, like on the cusp of a breakthrough here. So okay, here we okay, go. Go ahead. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? What are you doing? Who's this? It's Rico. What are you doing? You got the wrong number. Nah, quit messing with me. Yeah, you going to the thing tomorrow? You have the right number, man. Quit calling me. What? He hung up. <laughs> hey. Okay, I feel like maybe we caught him like oh. in a meeting or something. Yeah. It is Tuesday the 27th. It's now uh, three minutes before nine. We called earlier a couple times, and now uh, I feel like we're in the home stretch here. I have no plan on what to say to him. Here, stop the recording for like two seconds. Okay, I'm, I'm good. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Hi, this is Urban. Rapid fire here. I'll call you back soon. Hang up a call back. We'll get him. 
I promise we'll get him this time. (laughs) I get butterflies every time we're sitting here waiting for it to ring. Hello? So you've been avoiding my phone calls, huh? Yeah, quit calling me. This is not who you think it is. That's that's garbage. Put him on the phone. Put him on, put Steve on the phone now. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. You got so the wrong trying, number. You're trying to tell me you don't know where Steve is. Yeah, I don't know Steve, and I don't know what you're talking about. So f- off. Do, do you know Urban? <laughs> Urban. <laughs> yeah, I think you Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Call him, but, call him, but you have to talk, and you have to immediately pull the curtain back. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna. <laughs> dad, it's me. Him. Dad, it's me. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's that f- I just didn't hear to have a, had a heart attack. <laughs> you want to talk to him? Yes, yes it's but over. Tell him that. Hey, tell him. Hey, there's a guy on my phone asking for Steve. <laughs> Hand the phone to him, and then we'll we'll break it to him that way. Okay. Hello, Dad. It's us. <laughs> what? It's Mark and Rick. We've been calling you for Steve. <laughs> One month and four days for that reaction. <laughs> hey, it took me a month before I cussed. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that this happened now because I was running out of things to say we- on the phone call. So. <laughs> we-, we called you. Melissa, as soon as I did, she goes, hold up, she goes, I'm playing. Who was that? I said, I don't know. Some dumb. Oh, it was so worth it. Rick, you are a comedic genius. I am not. It's all, <laughs> this is all urban. Thank you for being a good sport about us uh, funning you here. Awesome. Well, there it was. Awesome indeed. I think that was the last word of the segment. Well, and I, I, I don't think we, we clarified this part enough. We were going to originally unveil the bit when Urban finally went crazy and started yelling and swearing by being like, okay, well, Steve's not there. Is Urban there? Yeah, but he hung And that's how we're going to break it in, but we didn't, uh, he got so mad after he told us to go F ourselves, (laughs) to F off, (laughs) and he hung up the phone. So, and you cut part of this out, and I'm not sure you heard it on the recording, because to edit for time's sake, but we called Mark's mom. I was like, hey, tell Urban that it's, now they're calling my phone asking for Steve. And you can hear her say that in the background, like, Urban, now they're calling me asking for Steve. What do I do? And you could, like, hear him angrily stomping over to the phone, like, give me that. And Susan gets on, and that's when Mark's like, dad, 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 dad. But you go into full, I go into full-on, (laughs) high-pitched, It, and I'm like, dolphin laughing. Dolphin laughing. Oh my <laughs> gosh! And then my dad. We won't disclose what he said on the second beat. But when I he, think we, you can. Oh yeah. When he said that, it was, we both just went went into hysterics again. And anyway, thank very, you to Mark's dad, yeah. Urban, for being such a good sport about this. And you can tell that he's a good sport. That as soon as he knows, dying laughing. He starts dying laughing. So yeah. he, there's no anger on his part. Oh, so. I didn't say tell you this. My mom texted me like the next day after I edited it and sent them the link. She was she wrote me back like my brothers and everybody are in this text. She was like, "Be careful who you play that for." And I was like, "Mom, it's going on the podcast. Like <laughs> there's gonna yeah. be thousands Everyone, of people. Everyone's gonna hear it. Yeah. All eight people that listen are yeah. gonna hear it." So, <laughs> all right. Well, that was greatness. Um, so I enjoyed it. We need to make that. I don't know how we're going to do this. I know. We need to. But we need to prank your dad more often. Yes, or prank other people. Um, all right. Now, time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week something you can start doing today to become more uh, become a more healthy human. And it, it's really simple this week. It is do what you say you're going to do. Okay. And here's a quote from Tim Sanders and Today We Are Rich. And it's 
Uh, I'm not sure who Billy is in this quote. Uh, maybe Billy Holiday. Uh, of all the values... It's really random Billy to pick out. Billy, the kid, maybe, holds. Integrity is tops. That's all you've got in the end, she told me once. She's right, too. If you don't respect yourself, you cannot maintain your confidence, regardless of how well you follow all the other principles in this book. Nothing will inform you as a person more than your actions, specifically your promise-keeping ratio during your life. It defines you as either a truth-teller or a liar. One of my main pet peeves is when people say they're going to do something and then they don't do it. That drives me crazy. So, mm. and I think that will, that's just a good practical, you know, thing that you can, you can start doing. It's like, do what you say you're going to do. Like in regards to like, uh, I'm going to like go mow the lawn like right now. Well, or you I, blow it off or like, what do you, yeah, it, it could be, it could be things like to yourself. You know, like if you say you're going to do such and such for yourself, like something, uh, uh, you're going to change a habit or, or something along those okay, lines, do that. Or if you say that you're going to meet someone for lunch, meet them for lunch. You know, if you say you're going to, you know, I'll, you know I'll, I'll mow this side yard for you, neighbor, and then you don't do it. You know, like things like that. Just be the type of person that follows through on their commitments. I got you. That's uh, That sounds like a very good tip yeah. that can help you uh, in all aspects of your life. So I'm on board with that. There you go. All right. Well, let's close this one down. I think next week is the Chris Brannon, the Styrofoam Cup guy. We're going to yes. have him on. He has changed his whole life, and we're going to have him on to, as, as part of the Everyman series. Haven't done one of those in a while. Look at the um, buns on that one. He must work out. Yeah. Um, so that's what's coming up next time. Follow us online, simplyhumanlifestyle.com, Facebook page. Uh, Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, at SimplyHuman52. Leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad, any publicity. Are we on, hey, are we on MySpace? We're, we're, we're not on MySpace. I'm going to get right on that. That's a good, yeah. You, you, you can be the MySpace coordinator. I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace.com slash SimplyHumanLifestyle. Is MySpace still, that's still a thing? I don't know. That's a great I'll question. I'll look it up here. We should actually do that. That would be And fun. just make a re- the most ridiculous page ever. Yeah. Just all farting noises. <laughs> <laughs> all right, email the show, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. And I guess that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember... Hey, take me a month before I cut. So until next time, go f*** yourselves. Ha 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 ha!